Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, September 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, artist Stephanie Sihuko altered some photos from the 1904 World's Fair to explore how images have been used to craft a false image of colonized peoples. And it's kind of a gentle intervention, you know, not a way to destroy the photograph, but a way to kind of question its ability to be seen as a kind of neutral image of foreign peoples. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin talked with the artist as she installed her new show at CAM in St. Louis. More details on that in just a bit. First, the news. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen will vote today to ask voters whether to lift the residency requirement for most city employees. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, it's one of the big issues facing members as they return from summer break. The board narrowly gave first-round approval to Carol Howard's bill back in July. She delayed a final vote, hoping to secure a few more supporters over the break. Howard says she's not sure of the result, but it's time to take the chance. It's just an archaic, good old boy rule that was set up when the center of the population was in the city. Mayor Lyda Krusen will sign the measure if it reaches her desk. Voters would weigh in in 2020. Aldermen will also eventually be asked to approve parts of a plan for a new soccer stadium. Exact details are still being worked out. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Authorities are reporting two more child gun violence deaths in the St. Louis area. Investigators say a 13-year-old was shot and killed outside an apartment complex Thursday night in North County. It follows another shooting death of a child Thursday in St. Louis County. A three-year-old boy died after being shot in a housing complex near Lucas and Hunt Road in an unincorporated part of the county. Five on Your Side reports 23 children in the region have been shot and killed so far this year. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's budget director is ordering state agencies to prepare for spending cuts. A memo demands a plan to get by with 6.5% less money next year. Andrea Durbin is head of the Illinois Collaboration on Youth, which represents groups that contract with the state to take care of vulnerable children. She is disheartened by the memo. I understand the fiscal realities, but to be thinking about Taking this backward step when we're still trying to get out of the danger zone is discouraging, and I hope the General Assembly and the administration are able to come together and find ways to avoid that. That danger zone was the budget impasse when many human service agencies went two years without any state funding in Illinois. A company that could bid to lease St. Louis Lambert International Airport was fired last month from a nearly $2 billion project at Denver International Airport. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff tells us about how St. Louis officials are reacting to that development in Colorado. Denver Airport cited delays and higher costs as reasons for ending the agreement with Ferrovial Airports, which led the public-private partnership. Former Mayor Francis Slay, who started the privatization process in St. Louis, is now a lobbyist for the company. That has some members of the Board of Aldermen concerned. But Linda Martinez, the mayor's appointee to the Airport Advisory Working Group, says they need to wait to see what bids come in before making a judgment on Ferrovial or any other potential bidder. If the operator is not a good operator, the team won't be approved. 
they do have great operations opportunities and financial standing, then we'll be able to approve them for the second part of the process, which would be a request for actual proposals. The group is finalizing a request for qualifications that would vet any potential bidders. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. You have the opportunity to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Photographer and mixed-media artist Stephanie Sihuko was born in Manila but came to the United States at age three. Her work often explores the relationship between the nation and the Philippines, which the United States occupied and ruled as a colony for close to 50 years. Sihuko continues that examination with her exhibition at the Contemporary Art Museum, known as CAM, with an assist from a bit of St. Louis history. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin has more. Stephanie Sihuko bought some black-and-white photographs a couple of years ago of what she thought were Filipinos in everyday moments. But when she looked a little closer, she realized the photos were staged. They were actually photos of the Filipino village at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, where people from around the world were displayed in what's been called human zoos. Sihuko later told this story to Wasan Elkuderi, the chief curator at CAM. It gave Elkuderi an idea. She says she invited the artist to St. Louis to take a look at World's Fair archives. I said, well, what if we dug deeper? Could we maybe create an opportunity for you to think about making something new around this history? So through her time researching these archives here in St. Louis, a new body of work emerged. That body of work includes a collection of photographs of photographs of the 1904 Filipino village. In each one, you can see Sihuko's hand covering up part of the original photo. And it's kind of a gentle intervention, you know, not a way to destroy the photograph, but a way to kind of question its ability to be seen as a kind of neutral image of foreign peoples. She is particularly concerned with how photography can be manipulated to shape our understanding of history. The cam show includes black and white self-portraits of Sihuko in the manner of old photos that purported to show indigenous tribes people from around the world but she bought all the clothes she's wearing in the photos at American shopping malls. You can see some of the price tags dangling. Later, she returned them. On a recent afternoon at CAM, Sihuko was assembling a new piece, partially inspired by her archival dig in St. Louis. It's a platform crowded with objects, many of them printouts of photos she found online, including photos of Filipino baskets and knives in the collection of New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art. I downloaded the images, printed them at real size, and then mounted them onto laser-cut wood. So they look like props. They look kind of like they've been pulled from you know, a museum collection, but in a way they've been illicitly borrowed because no permission was asked to do so. Sihuko says she wants the work to be complicated, for viewers to make connections between the different items. Some of the images are stock photos of tropical fruit, a comment on the way people in colonized nations have been portrayed as exotic by invaders. There are also photos of Filipino revolutionaries who fought both the Spanish and U.S. forces. As you walk around the platform, you make different connections and see different things. Uh, And through the side here, you'll notice that if you shift perspective, the, the narrative changes a little bit. The small images that you can only see really from the sides are uh, uh, three-dimensional emojis. There's uh, raised fists, there's flames, and there's also the very special poop emoji. That last one, she says, is a simple comment on some of the issues she's pointing out. 
Her work at CAM has a distinct sense of self-consciousness, of taking historical raw materials and assembling them into something that's not quite real. What you're looking at is a giant construction. You know, whatever narrative is happening here has been highly, you know, it's been composed, it's been edited. There's nothing naturalistic about this at all. There's a lot of artifice about it. You know, the props themselves are literally stand-ins for real objects. By recognizing the ways our understanding of history is shaped by images that can be manipulated, she hopes we can make better sense of our present. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. You can find me on Twitter, at Wayne Radio. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.